You're listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast. With Sandy Almendares, Editor-in-Chief. Brought to you by Supply Side West. Welcome to a live version of the Healthy Insider podcast. We are on site at Supply Side West, Food Ingredients in North America at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm Sandy Almadaris. I'm content director at Informa Health and Nutrition based in our Phoenix office. And all the way from London, I am so happy to welcome Charlie Bastiance. She is the associate editor of Vita Foods Insights. And Vita Foods is, of course, our sister brand um, with shows in Geneva and Singapore. Um, so we're really excited to get Charlie's perspective. But, but first, Charlie, can you explain um, what, what your role is and, and what, what you look at from the, the European side? Um, and I also would love for you to talk about your Vita Foods Insights podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be out here and meeting the team. Um, yeah, so I'm the associate editor of Vita Foods Insights, which is um, basically the digital content platform supporting the Vita Foods Europe and Asia brands. Um, we cover the global nutraceutical supply chain. We've got a Vita Foods Insights podcast, and um, yeah, it's really cool to be on the other end. Yes, great. Mm. Well, I'm so same same general market, health and nutrition, but yeah. very very different from what so you used to. I imagine. Yeah. So um, let's start with the big topic, right? CBD. Yeah. How is that different, and what are you seeing here, and what's standing out? CBD is massive. I mean, I think it's all everyone is talking about at the moment. But where it's really different is that Europe and Asia, which are our main regions that we look at as Vita Foods, they're they're really complex regulatory layers um, and each country has got very very different requirements and certifications in place and with the classification as a novel food at the moment it means we're really not seeing it on the shelf and we know consumers are aware of it they're demanding it they're looking for it but with the hurdles in place and I think we're still looking at a couple of years at least for EFSA they need to understand it themselves and and lay the right foundation and I think what they're really looking for the regulatory bodies is a lot more clinical substantiation and certifications to to really back the health claims so coming to supply side waste there is so much on shelf and hemp derived and CBD that's really retail ready and we're very far from that um It'll be a couple of years, I think, at least, before we, we've navigated and overcome those hurdles. So that's a really big difference. Um, right. But really cool to see how prominent it is here. Right. I mean, we <coughs> obviously have a lot of innovation here, a lot of finished products in this space. Yeah. But we, I feel, are also um, behind mm. as far as the standardization yeah. um, side of things and, and the you know what exactly are the, the SOPs that companies should be following in yeah. the space to ensure that their products are safe and mm. the, you, you mentioned the clinical research, the efficacy. We mm. have yet to see a study on uh, in non-diseased population of hemp-derived CBD. So, yeah. um, I mean, we're, we're, we, we've put the cart before the horse a little bit there. So uh, Yeah, and I think, I think we're all really just excited about it, what can mm-hmm. happen, and it's really cool to see the applications and where things are moving and, and really how versatile that ingredient is. There's so much it can be used for, and, uh, I mean, we've seen everything from powders and beverages and and oils, so it's really cool to see it. And I know the consumers are really excited about us getting that wheel moving forward. Yeah. But using CBD in a food, mm. um, CBD is not the best taste. 
Um, yeah. So it takes a lot of flavor masking mm. and sweeteners, yeah. which is the next topic we want to talk about mm. um, is the sweet is the sweetener market. So you're, you all you mentioned to me that that's different. Another difference that you're seeing. Yeah, it is. And I think in Europe and Asia, I mean, people are certainly aware and conscious of sugar reduction and being and being cautious of how much sugar they're, they're, you know, their daily intake of it. But it's certainly more prominent here. And that's my perception of it. I've seen a lot of companies um, looking at sugar alternatives and really innovative products um, also around sodium, actually, in fact. So those are just not as prominent in the European and Asian market. But that's at least my perspective. So. Um, but back on what you said about um, flavor and CBD, oh my gosh, there's, there's loads of cool things happening here with um, flavor profiling mm-hmm. and overcoming things in like CBD and omega-3. Mm-hmm. So um, I've seen quite a lot of that on the show floor. Um, and yeah, I think that's part of the movement again to move away from capsules and tablets mm-hmm. and try and get things into beverages. Beverages are huge here. I've seen loads of that. So. Yeah. Um, overcoming those flavor and taste profiles, I think, is why we're seeing um, a lot of flavor and sweet and yeah, sweet uh, healthy sweeteners. So, really cool, really different. Yeah. Mm. So um, we were so happy that you could just dive right <laughs> in and moderate one of our education oh, yeah. workshops. Yeah. Um, we had a need, and you just stepped up. And thank you very much for that. Mm-hmm. And that one was on claims and certifications, and that is. Of course, a huge major difference between the U.S. and then the, the Asian and European yeah. markets. So what were your takeaways from that workshop? Yeah. Well, I love um, claims and certifications. What are they and who cares? Well, I mean, <laughs> I care. Consumers really care. And I think everybody in the room, that which were predominantly dietary supplement um, people, they really care. And we know that, um, you know, with the supply chain with transparency and yeah, certified health claims being really, really important, not only to manufacturers, but also to consumers. It's such an important topic to cover. And um, I think the response in the room was really good. Like everyone was agreeing that there's a lot more to be done in terms of consumer education, breaking it down for them, making them understand what labels and claims actually are. You know, they look at something and they're like, I don't understand that. Um, I think, um, which was quite interesting that people pointed out, is that GMO-free is the most, is increasing as the most recognized claim. And I think Mm. it's because it's really easily understood. And... um, Lots of focus on consumer packaged goods, which was really, really good. Um, And certainly a radical shift from the industry to really focus on the consumer and and what their needs and understanding is. So really cool to see the work being done there. Um, But yeah, a really good focus from the audience on dietary supplements and, and how we're presenting the goods that are ending up on the consumer shelf. So, I mean, I think in the U.S. market, there's a lot, a lot of certifications. Mm. There's so many packaging third parties, and there's even um, a concern of certification fatigue. Yeah. Um, is that something that we're seeing in the, the European and Asian markets as well? Yeah, absolutely. And um, Jeff Hilton spoke about um, certification fatigue. Thanks from Brandhive. From Brandhive, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I think absolutely we've got to break it down we've got to take a step back make it really simple um a lot of manufacturers don't understand when there's too many labels attached and um with you know all of these third-party certifications and consumers you know they're really overwhelmed with it too so i absolutely do think that is something that we're seeing and that we need to actively overcome Mm -hmm. so yeah excellent so was there anything out there that um you like that you see that's you know, glaring or large in the European and Asian markets that you're yeah. not really seeing as much here in the U.S.? Um, digestive health, cognitive health, plant-based are huge in 
the European market and digestive health specifically in the APAC region is massive. So um, we're seeing, I think, a little bit more of that there. Over here, I've had conversations with people really shifting their, their focus to um, prebiotics and symbiotics. But yeah, the European and Asian market is really dominated at the moment by digestive health. There's loads and loads of clinical studies ongoing, trying to figure out that science, especially, you know, this increasing understanding we're getting about the gut-brain axis and tying that into cognitive health and um, plenty of stuff on plant-based proteins, but I've seen plenty of that here too. So right. that's been really good to see that there is that consistent demand across mm -hmm. uh, pretty much globally. Right. Um, and yeah, so digestive health, I think, is quite a standout to me. I've seen a bit more of that um, in the European market. And that's that's mostly uh, companies really looking about how they can um, diversify those offerings, try get them into not just powders um, and yeah, in in Asia, definitely the beverage applications for digestive oh. health are really big. So right. So yeah. is that like are you seeing like probiotics, <coughs> fiber? Like what mm. are the, the key? Fiber is really big here. I've seen loads and loads of fiber and like really innovative things coming out of like strands of wheat straw and all sorts of cool things like that. So um, fiber, yeah, I don't I don't think we're seeing quite as big a presence in Europe. Mm -hmm. I've just seen plenty of it here, so that's quite different. And it's all being tied together quite nicely with um, with gut and digestive health. So yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Charlie, for joining me today on this podcast, for coming to Supply Side West. I could mm. just pick your brain forever on the difference <laughs> between our markets. Cause it's so fascinating to me to see, you know, the same, same or similar, you know, consumers and, and ingredients, but how those are positioned and what's resonating. So. Yeah, no, it's been a really uh, awesome show and really cool to have food ingredients in North America here, yeah, too. Absolutely. A lot of people are, are loving that. And it's been so great to be out here and meeting everybody and hanging out with you all. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Great. Well, the first of many, I hope. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. This edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast is brought to you by Supply Side West, 